Father's Day to all the dads out there. We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today, Leo. Yo. Ryan decided to come back today after he absolutely crushed not his list last week. <laughs> yeah, I misunderstood. My bad. <laughs> and making a cameo <laughs> appearance for about 15 minutes. <laughs> it's Jen. <laughs> Hello. So I am here. So, as you can hear, we're recording this on Sunday, Father's Day. Yes, uh, but you'll but, actually hear this Wednesday. Yeah, so before we get started on our news and what we're here for today, which is movie twist, who is your favorite movie dad? If you had oh. to think of one off the top of the head. Mufasa. Oof. Oh, you, you didn't even think about that. Okay. Rye, you got one? No, I can't even think of one. Vito Corleone. Really? Uh, Alfred you just saying that because you freaking love because you love the Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Right? Did you just say Alfred? That's a that's a nice pull. I like that a lot. Yeah. Alfred's a good one. So is Splinter. Yeah, Splinter's a great <laughs> one. But is he a good dad in the in the movie? Because he can let himself get kidnapped like fifteen minutes into <laughs> the first one. Okay, so you mean, oh, then, then technically, um, uh. Liam Neeson from Taken is a pretty good dad. Oh, he's a dad. great dad. He's a <laughs> great dad. He's a dedicated dad. Steve Martin in Parenthood? So, I actually was thinking Steve Martin in Father of the Bride. That's a good oh, one. A good That's actually. a great one. That's a really I love good that, one. I love that movie, and I think he's just a great dad. I mean, you know, he's quirky, right? But, like, every typical I ju- dad. Speaking like, he's of always there point. for his daughter, and... You know, yeah. Those yeah. are the first movies that made me want to become a dad, the father of the brides, when I saw them as a kid. Like, yeah. I get to play basketball with my daughter. That's, like, awesome. So, yeah. We, yeah, so I'm going Steve Martin, father of the bride. Good. Parenthood, he's fine, but not, eh, the whole yeah, movie no, as a whole you're, didn't you're like. You're good. Yeah, I like I liked that one. I uh, like Jenny. All right, so let's get into the news of the week before we get into why Jenny's on here for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so... First, I'm actually cle- it's Sunday, so I'm actually cleaning our house for all our listeners to know. So, first bit of news: Kristen Stewart is playing Princess Diana in the Pablo Larans Spencer. I heard this news, and I actually don't know how I feel about it. I think I'm okay with it, but I don't know. It's I don't going, know. For those unaware, um, Pablo Pablo Laran directed Jackie, which I love and I highly recommend, where Natalie Portman plays Jackie O. And the movie takes place uh, about the 48 to 72 hours after JFK's death and her how she mourns to it through an interview that she's making years later. So it's very, very good. Uh, I like this a lot. I think Kristen Stewart is a great actress. I just she went to our patch route. She went indie. But the casting was destroyed online because they think that she's only done one movie in the last 12 years. Twilight. So I, I think it's a good casting, and I think the movie will take place, because Jenny loves the royal family, uh, during the divorce. Yes, when they were 
most hard to her. Yeah. Not the royal family, the paparazzi. Yeah, so it's going to be during her divorce. I don't even think it's going to go into her death, right? Because they don't get, she doesn't die. No, not immediately after they divorce, but yeah. 1997. Yeah. Uh, August 31st. Thoughts on your end, guys? Leo? Uh, I, I like it. I think you and I spoke um, offline about this yeah. too. Like, I, I think like with with Kristen, Kristen Stewart and Pattinson, like it was really tough for them to wash off the stink of Twilight. Um, and they, like you said, they both went the indie route. The only difference I would say is I think like um, they're they're recently starting to come back into mm-hmm. the limelight. Um, so I I, th- I think I, I have seen some stuff of hers in the indie world, and like she is a really good actress. And I think this might be like her. This might be like her um Breakout? her lighthouse. Yeah. Might be like, yes, Oh, yes. okay. Let's take her seriously now. She's she's back. Yeah, I agree. And Rye, any thoughts? No, I mean, um, I'm with you guys. She's done her she's paid her dues. Now it's time for her to get her second shot. It's crazy what that franchise did to people. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Because you look at um the Fifty Shades franchise, Dakota Johnson has been able to still be in in big movies but she's also gotten indie too but twilight it took them a long time to get back into it uh next bit of news did you guys i know jenny has not seen it ryan leo have you seen the one minute and 30 second justice league teaser trailer <laughs> no i have not seen it. that let us know that dark side is in the movie i who gives a fuck <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll I'll see it when it finally gets gets aired. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna buy into all this like pre-release hype type thing. Just I, air it. Let me watch it. Cool. I agree. I read. I you know how everyone's reporting stuff now. I read a rumor that Darkseid may only be an appearance, not a cameo appearance, not a full movie appearance. Can you imagine the Snyder fans if this is true and it's just a cameo? Uh, we knew it was coming. We we just didn't want to say anything. It 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 will be wonderful if it's just a cameo. Um next bit of news, my favorite news item of the week. Stephen King wanted to write a Jason Voorhees novel. I saw. Yeah, how do you feel about this? I don't know. Like I like it. I think I like it more than dislike it because Stephen King is a very intricate writer with his details his overly detailed books and i think that he would maybe flesh out jason more than we may want i don't know you've read king books right jen yeah but i mean i almost feel like it's too it would have been something like he could have done it and i think he would have done a terrific job but i also think that maybe some of like the the jason fans may have like, they don't care so much about all that detail. Like, they just love the character, the way he is, and how he's been in, portrayed in the movies. And they're just, it's just this fandom. So I feel like, you know, some of those people may want to read a Stephen King novel to go more in depth, but then they may also feel like Jason went too mainstream by getting Stephen King yeah. to, like, the, you know, or even vice versa. Like, like I feel like it's too pop culture for Stephen King to even, like, but Stephen King is also very ingrained in pop culture. Yeah, the, I mean. I, the idea, he tweeted about what his idea would be. So he said, the best novel idea I never wrote and probably never will is I, Jason, a first-person narrative of Jason Voorhees and his hellish fate killed over and over again at Camp Crystal Lake. What a hellish Exis- exis- existential fate. 
just thinking about the legal thicket one would have to go to to get permission makes my makes me have a headache and he last finished off by saying blumhouse could have made it out of the movie i also wouldn't be surprised if he does have some form of a draft not a full book but he writes like anywhere at least he did but i'm pretty sure he probably still does anywhere from eight to twelve hours a day and the amount of work that i'm sure we haven't seen published is probably a lot will probably be discovered once he dies too and and stuff because he's very critical of himself if you read his memoir on writing um it actually just celebrated i think 20 years it's a really good read and um his son joe hill does an introduction he's also a horror writer but never went by the king name because he wanted to make it on his own um he talks a lot about what his writing process is and yeah and rye any thoughts uh, um, I agree with Liam for the most part. So, yeah. Cool. So, All right. So, um, next up, and last bit of news, the saddest news of the week, the Oscars have officially announced a change from February 28th to April 25th. That means I got eight weeks to... I got to wait a longer award season, David. Are you yeah. excited? No. because <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's going to be some slim pickings. I actually just recently updated our movie release schedule for 2020 on the website, and I was going through all of them. And obviously, a lot of the films that were supposed to debut this year have now been pushed to 2021. So 2021 is a little heftier. Um, but 2020, there's really not that many films, at least right now, that I'm really that excited for, maybe with the exception of like Wonder Woman and like Tenet. And I think that's about it right now. So, oh, Black Widow. I that's that's it. I think, (laughs) and I'll get your guys' take in a second. They're also expanding eligibility to February twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. I'm fine with that. What the fuck comes out in January and February that would qualify anyway? That's the way I look at it. So yeah, sure, expand it. What that will do? It'll give the movies that were made probably going to come out in September, October, November wiggle room to move into January now. It'll also be interesting to see, like, with all these spikes, like, obviously, we're in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, like, we've gone down significantly because of all the measures that we took these past three months. But all these other states, about 23 other states are are now seeing rises because they also didn't take the same precautions that we did because they weren't, they didn't end up becoming the epicenter of the virus no, we, we, outbreak. We, we had, we we planted that flag early. But it'll be interesting <laughs> to see, right, like, what happens with, you know, everyone going out for the summer now, everybody easing restrictions, and then just the fact like flu season, at least in our area for sure, will start up and and yeah. I think you know, the Oscars what will happen, right? I think the, the Oscars movies in the fall. Like, I think what? the Oscars should go the route of the Emmys and go virtual. So I think that's what they should do. But uh Leo, thoughts? Uh, to be fair, honestly, I think this year is going to be very different. Extending the timelines and, and eligibility, is, it's all fine. But I think like as far as like what studios are thinking, I, I don't think it's smart to try to put like a, a, a previous year's timeline into this year, regardless of anything. It's like a crapshoot. It's like I think movies in January and February could possibly do well now just because who the hell knows what's going to happen by that time. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> And Rye, any thoughts? No, exactly what Leo said. Who knows at this point with how things keep getting put off, off and off, uh, more and more. Rye, you're so insightful today. God damn it. 
no, I'm, I agree with Leo you. Leo no, takes I agree, the words right out of his I, mouth. I agree guys. with you, Rye. No, I agree with you guys. I think. Um, Damn it, pal. <laughs> no, I agree with you guys. I think it's all going to be dependent on how the fall comes. Um, and honestly, even so, if they if we get a spike in the fall, just release it online so we could still get an Oscars. You know, at this yeah. point, just get it out. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. I th- I still think Mank or Mank is the front runner. And is it even coming out? It's coming out. It's oh. been confirmed. Okay. And then Defy Bloods <laughs> is a big player too, because that's all I know. Well, would you say there, Spike is the front runner at the moment? Yes, because there's nothing else that's in competition. So I'd say Spike is the front runner. Do you also think he might be also the front runner with everything that's been going on? I said this about and two weeks that ago. They've recently added more diversity to their board yes. of governors. I said this two or three weeks ago on the podcast. If the movie was any good. I think the movie has a good chance to win with everything with the culture climate as it is right now. Now that it's a great movie and my number one of the year so far, I think it has a very good shot. So I guess we'll see what happens there. All right, let's get to why Jenny's here. She has to leave. (laughs) We are moving on to what we watch this week. Jenny, Leo has watched a movie that he wants to talk about. Go ahead, Leo. Tell me about why you love Grease too, Leo. (laughs) So it's funny, I think out of my quarantine watches this week, I feel like a freaking, like a 16-year-old girl, because um, I have Gossip Girl. Yep. I, <laughs> I'm on season four. Oh, wow. Um, Already? Yeah. I'm uh, uh, it's, And to be fair, I think, Dave, you called it out. Um, yeah, Chuck and, and Blair totally grow on you. Oh, they yeah. become oh, yeah. the best thing about this show. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to say anything. Those are the two characters, especially, that I didn't want to just tell you oh my god you're gonna love them at the end because it's just it's it's such a natural progression and yeah. they especially chuck chuck's the best developed character on that show yeah absolutely absolutely it's funny because it's like that there's the two reasons i really stayed away from this show and also i just i never really picked up any too much charisma from from blake lively so i just kind of like i just nothing really intrigued me about the show yeah um, but like but, but now by season four i'm like yo chuck and chuck and blair are like the best part of this entirely but I did watch one movie, and that movie was Grease 2. And I did live tweet most of it while Jenny was listening to my review of it. Um, it wasn't horrible. Thank you. It was not horrible. <laughs> it it's not horrible. horrible. Like, there really are worse movies out there. Let's be there real were, here. There were. Yeah, like, I think even now, like post, post-recording post the last week's episode about the remakes and sequels and everything, like... I still wouldn't put it in top ten worst sequels. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I still wouldn't. I, I, maybe honorable mention for fun, but it wasn't a terrible movie. But I do agree with Ryan that the best song in Greece two is like maybe the worst song in Greece one. I, I don't think Cool Rider would make it to top five of Greece songs. Mm, I don't know. Well, when you think Michelle Fife, like. At least it stands out when you think Michelle Pfeiffer and Grease too. Like that's the one song that most people will pinpoint because that yeah. was really like her main. That was really the the main song. I mean, she sang a few others, but that was the one that was like really. And then with the choreography and her going up yeah. the ladder and like wearing the black leather, and it's like like you would want to be her in that moment. In Definitely, and I, I I think I told you too, Jenny. Like the choreography in part two, I thought was better than part one. Yes. It felt like it was way more intricate dancing. It felt like, so it kind of felt like they hired really, really good professional dancers for part two 
after the success of part one. And I think you told me that it was the director. The director was the choreographer. Correct. So the choreographer of Greece was actually the director of Greece too. And I have a feeling that a lot of that probably came down to the fact that like, since she was directing, she could actually, um, Patricia Birch is her name. She could make all those decisions. So she could do whatever she wanted, but I'm sure like the director of Greece, I actually don't know. I have to look up who the director of Greece is, but I'm sure he, I believe it was a guy. He probably made all those decisions where he, maybe he didn't want it to come off too. Like, you know, you look at a movie like West Side Story and the choreography, like it's known. That musical, that movie is known for its choreography. I mean, it, you don't see um, opposing gangs dancing ballet, but the way they do it and they created the choreography, Jerome Robbins, for that, for the movie, is it? it's so iconic the way he was able to do all that movement to show all the opposition and when they're fighting and how quick they are and, and jumping and flipping and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of it was, he probably didn't want to make it seem too overly the top. And then it could also just be right. She did hire more dancers, more people in the background that were able to have that ability because, you know, John Travolta started dancing with, uh, Saturday night fever. Um, yeah, the year before Greece. So he had that experience and maybe and Olivia Newton John, but the other ones I really don't think had much dance experience. Yeah, I agree. So I, it definitely I, it definitely gave me it definitely gave me that feel where like it's kinda like they, they invested a little bit more money into the production value of the dance numbers. Yeah. Um I don't think the music was as memorable as part one. Um and it some sometimes the musical numbers felt a little bit more forced into the storyline than they did in part one. But I can now bash Grease 2 because I've seen it, and I feel better now. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Um, going back to Gossip Girl real quick, who do yeah. you hate? Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I guess I definitely dislike Blair. No, I'm sorry. Um, I dislike um, freaking Serena. Yeah, okay. Serena, We're on the same number boat. one. Oh, yeah, she's Serena. your number one over Jenny Humphrey. Wow. Yeah. Jenny, Jenny Humphrey fucking sucks. Jenny does suck, but at least she has little blips of moments where she's like, "Listen, I don't want to be a part of this world. Let me leave." Are you on so to right s- now? Are you sorry. are you on to season four right now, or are you? Yes, I'm on season four, episode eight. So, um, so uh, Katie Cassidy just got uh, just uh got okay out, but no, at least Jenny is willing to recognize. I shouldn't be a part of this world. I'm an addict. Let me leave. God, I hate um, but her. Then, but like, oh my gosh! But Serena just doesn't learn anything, man. Yeah, she She's sucks just, too. Oh, but Jenny's the one that burns my fire. Yeah. Jenny Humphrey, Vanessa, and Serena. Those are the. Oh three yeah, you me. don't like Vanessa. Vanessa sucks the Has life out of me. Has he met Vanessa yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So let us know when you finish. Rye, did you see any? <laughs> what do you see this week? Um, not much. I did actually see because I thought I was going to be on last week. So I did see 2001 Space Odyssey. What do you think? I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm I'm so happy. So happy. And I am one to imbibe. So I did really enjoy the very end. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the monolith means, right? I I have to watch it again, honestly, to Mm -hmm. start making yeah, that's one of those but, movies but, that you have to rewatch a lot to actually, like, well, to catch together. the thing, like little things that maybe you missed in the in the first watch. Awesome. What else, Ray? 
Um, not many movies besides some movies for today that I'll talk about as I go over the list. All right. But um, I did want to shout out Harley Quinn on uh, the DC Network has been on fire. One more episode of the season, but it's just been it's just so good. I'm not sure where everyone's at, but. Oh, this is I'm so funny. I'm almost so done with good. season one. Yeah, that's So that where means we are. Jenny is almost Cause done with season one. Because we were watching it together. And I didn't move. I really like it. I think um, Kaylee Cuoco does a really good job with the voice. and the, um, She does. And everyone, I mean, everyone, all the voice actors that are out there. Like the guy that plays Batman, I think he's on the, um, it's the same guy that he's on the show called American Housewife on ABC. Uh, I forgot his name now, the actor, but he's really good. Um, the only one that I'm like, not feeling their look so much is Joker. I don't know. I don't like the way he looks. Yeah. In his, it's different animation for him. I know, I know. He's the only one that it kind of just bothers me the way he looks. And like, doesn't he have like purple teeth or something? I forgot. I don't yeah. know. He's got like. Mm. So. But anyway, it's good. It's really good. Oh, and I like Poison Ivy. Lake Bell is also really good. I like that. Oh, she's really good in season two. Season yeah. two, she's highlighted. So the show's just funny. Yeah, it's really, it's really funny. funny. Um, I guess I'll take I'll take over. Leo Jenny also made me watch a tra- trash movie this oh, week. Oh, I did! <laughs> I did! I forgot. I made him watch. So we instituted something different because David tends to hog the TV, and he also picks movies every single night. So he never actually lets me get to pick a movie. So I created a chore chart, and on that chore chart is movie choice. Right. So on Thursdays and Saturdays, I get a movie choice and David gets the rest of the week. I guess that's fair. Yeah. So So on Thursday, what did I pick, David? So she made me watch Speed 2 Cruise Control. What is it? (laughs) They didn't hear you. Speed 2 Cruise Control. Boy, that movie's trash. That movie so it's, is, it's a lot longer than I remember. It's it's not as bad as it war as you know, as the four percent it has. But it's not good at all. There's definitely it's scenes not. they could have cut for the, brevity. There is no movie that there is no reason that movie should be two hours and almost ten minutes. It yeah. is <laughs> it's funny that I'm gonna say this. I can't criticize Defoe's William Defoe's the villain, his trash motives, because in the first one, what's the actor's name? Uh Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper's motive was It's about the same. It's pretty much the same. It's just a much better movie. Right. So Dennis Hopper, <laughs> retired cop. He doesn't get any other benefits except like a gold watch. And he's yeah. all disgruntled and he wants to get back of everyone. In this one, Willem Dafoe is a computer engineer and he creates a computer program for cruise fired. lines. And he was fired when he got sick. I don't know. They never they say, say what say sickness, what he has, but yeah. he has like a blood disorder or a cancer or something. I think it's a blood disorder because he has leeches yeah, at one so point they, on his they body. Fire, they fire him and he wants to get payback on everybody. Right. That's so, pretty much... He hijacks so, the cruise ship. So I don't buy the whole she leaves Keanu Reeves. I still don't buy it. I think that's ridiculous. After <laughs> he saved her life the, like five times. Well, the last they dated one. for a couple of years, it said, because he established that in the beginning of the movie. And then they just realized, like, she just decided that she. Jenny she just was loves living... defending hot garbage. Well, I'm just talking about it for the fans that maybe don't know. Um, no one's going to watch Speed 2 They Cruise might want to watch Speed 2 Cruise Control. Watch Grease 2. And then um, <laughs> they, 
they basically just she basically just says like she can't be with him because he's too um he's too crazy like he's too you know always going into danger and she doesn't she's worried that he'll never come back and just like all of that meanwhile she's dating this guy that is a cop and is part of like a suicide squad almost and he basically lies to her at first because she thinks he's just a beach cop i don't think and then they discover i don't think we have listeners to listen to the summary well, of speed two cruise control. I'm just saying. And then they go on this cruise, and he's gonna propose, and then bam, the terrorist hits. Anywho, the last thing I want to mention about Greece, Greece, Greece two, <laughs> speed two cruise control is that I probably will never watch it again. Um, and the stunt scene, I looked it up. The stunt scene at the end, at the end of the movie, with it's the boat good. crashing onto uh, the pier, in is Saint the Martin. most expensive stunt scene in movie history. It cost a quarter of the movie's budget. Yeah. If you watch it, I'm sure you can find the the last, the end scene of, of Speed 2 on YouTube. But yeah, it's pretty... if you watch it, they destroy yeah. so, everything. And the only, the only other thing I want to highlight, I saw this movie called Buffaloed. It's my number five of the year now. It's with Zoe Dutch. Is it Dutch, Dutch. or Dutch? Dutch. Dutch. I think it's Dutch. So it's, it's Her about. Her father's Howard Dutch and it's Leah about Thompson. A, it's about debt collecting. Mm-hmm. It's actually really, really funny. It's on Amazon right now. Amazon or Hulu? Uh, Hulu or Amazon? No, Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Hulu. Uh, it was supposed to come out uh, on, February, on February 14th, and not with everything that happened. It went directly to mm-hmm. to Hulu. Really, really solid stuff. It's for anyone that's been called by, from a debt collector, I think everyone should see this movie because it's really funny and it pokes fun at that particular aspect of it. She's fantastic as always. And poor... Uh, the man they used to they try to make a thing in the mid two thousand. Jai Courtney was actually okay as the villain. <laughs> yeah, we had this conversation this week about actors. They tried to make a thing in the mid two thousand to teens, and they all it, did, it failed. Army Hammer, Liam Hemsworth, Scott Eastwood, Jai Courtney. They tried to make a thing and it didn't work out. So yeah, before Jenny leaves, I have a quick game for you guys. I also watched the. Po- Thank you for asking me what I watched. Oh, I thought David. we just watched the same thing. I watched uh, the Politician, which is Ryan Murphy's other Netflix show. I watched all of season two yesterday, and I'm actually halfway. I'm. I think I'm like five episodes left of Supergirl, um, season five, I believe. The one that whatever the last one was that came on Netflix. Because cool. I tend to just wait and binge it all at once. Awesome. Solid stuff. All right. So before Jenny leaves, this game is. Name the movie. I'm going. Oh. It's only 15, 15 questions. I'm going to go through each one of you. Okay. And I'm going to name the quote of the movie, and oh. you have to guess the movie. God. You only have one guess. Ryan, I'm going to start with you because this is, you have the easiest one, Ryan. What movie is this quote from? You're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, that's not fair. Really? Rye? Really, David? Actually, Rye's never seen this movie. Jaws. <laughs> That's not fair. Jaws actually celebrated 45 years yesterday, Saturday. Just fun fact. Jenny. Okay. You had me at hello. You had me at hello? Yes. Oh, come oh my on. God. Hold on. Only one guess. <laughs> Even... Jerry Maguire, right? Very good. It's oh, okay. Jerry Maguire. I was trying to think. I was like, yeah, but then I'm like thinking older. Sorry. L- Leo, Mrs. <laughs> Robinson, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? Really? 
I don't think Leo's seen this. Oh, wait, oh, isn't then... it? Isn't it the graduate? Very good, yes. Rye. I mean, Leo. <laughs> Rye. Oh man, the Leo and Jenny are gonna kill me. You got another easy one. Roads. When we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, I'm like annoyed. <laughs> Back to the future. Very good, Jenny. Yeah. I'm so I have nervous. always depended on the kindness of strangers. Um, well, I'm going to say a streetcar named Desire. Yes. Very good. Very good. Good guess. You're welcome. Thank you. Leo, now you can't complain. Show me the money. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one, I think, will be tough for Rye. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing the world he didn't exist. Oh, motherfucker, I know this, too. Um, <laughs> Tap me in. Well, you're going to steal it if he doesn't oh, get it. Oh, I steal it. Yeah. Ooh. We need buzzers. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of it. Jen? The usual suspects. Good job. Nice. All right. Leo, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh, that's a wonderful life. Good yeah. job. Rye, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Ugh. I'm blanking. You should it's know on this Disney one. Plus. It's on right Disney now. Plus. You should Rye. know this one. I should, but I'm blanking. Jen. Oh my god. Roger Rabbit. Good job. Roger or, Rabbit. Yeah. That's right. Who framed Roger Who Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Sorry, Jeffrey. Alec Trebek. Alec. Leo, just when I thought it was out, they pulled me back in. Oh, what the hell? <gasps> oh my god. Even I know this one. I, well, wait, wait. It's, uh, it's, but it's, it's part. It's part. It's part two or part three. Part three. Uh, Good job. Father, part three. Good job. Good job. All right, Rye. They're here. Um. Ooh, I thought you would get this one right away. No. Has he seen um, it? Do you think? Maybe. I, I think he. I think. I don't think I've seen that. Jen. Poltergeist. Right? Yes, Poltergeist okay. is correct. Pause, <laughs> like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, Leo, you better get this. I'm Jenny's gonna be mad she didn't get this one. I'm just one stomach flew away from my goal weight. Oh. is that the exact quote? Oh, he's quote? never seen it. He's never is seen it. Is that the exact That's quote? The exact quote. Okay. I, I, I have nothing. No, yeah. no idea. Rye, any guesses? Um, Devil Wears Prada. Very good. Yeah. Very good, Whoa, Rye. Oh wow, Leo, you need never to get seen on it, that. But the fact that you said. Jenny's upset that she didn't get it. Is what Devil Wars Prada is <laughs> phenomenal. Put that on so your list good. this week. You got time. You'll be done. I would say I would tomorrow. say it's probably top four Meryl Streep performances in her career. Yeah, she's really good. She is wow. fantastic in that movie. Um, if she would have won supporting, I think she would have won the Oscar. All right, two more. Whose turn is it? Mm, well, Ryan. Ryan Gessler. Yeah, right. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Who's answering? It's your turn, Jenny. Oh, me? Yes. Planet of the Apes. Good job. And last one, Leo. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Oh, good fellas. Very good. See, fun game, guys. Poor Ryan didn't get that. I know. Yeah. I would have been very upset <laughs> if, he did, if he did get it and he didn't get it right. All right. So that wraps up the game. You can say bye, Jenny. That was so much fun. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I bye, look Jenny. forward to listening to your list later when I edit this episode. And Would uh, you like to remain for our director breakdown? That's a quick one. 
Mm, who's the director? James Cameron. James Cameron. Sure, I shall stay a little longer. All right. Five more minutes because it's not a long filmography. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do we feel about Piranha 2, The Spawning? I've that, never seen it. That is his first movie. Never I've, seen I've, it. I've wow. never seen it. The Terminator. Great awesome. movie. Classic. Great movie. Better in a second. Uh, Aliens. Great. Aliens. Remember, not Alien. He did direct Alien. Yes. Okay. Correct. Aliens. Fantastic. Incredible. Yep. The Abyss. Have not seen it. I haven't seen it. Saw it once. Don't remember too much about it. Leo? Nope. Same. I don't remember anything. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Great. 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 Better than than the first. Uh, Debatable. I think I it's the alien versus it's the alien versus aliens. They're two different movies. So, but see, like I kind of agree with Leo in this in the way that, like, well, no, I do think it's a slightly better, but it's different. They are different movies. But I feel like for me, I saw Terminator Two in theaters as opposed to obviously not seeing Terminator because I wasn't born yet. But like Terminator Two, I actually saw in theaters with my parents. So like for me, it's one of those movies that I remember the same way I feel about Batman Returns and <sighs> Batman. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. Terminator 2 is one of the action, greatest action movies of all time. And then I just love Terminator's horror aspect. Like, he's, it's it's pretty much Halloween on steroids. Because he's stalking Sarah Connor right. and anyone that gets in his yeah. way. All right, next up, True Lies. It's a very good movie. I don't think it's great, though. I, I just haven't seen it. Another one of those movies I watched a lot is A Kid. Leo, you said, what do you say? <laughs> I think it's Undead, but I, I like it. And Rye, you say you never seen it? I haven't seen it. No. Okay. Next one, Titanic. Obviously love it. <laughs> um, it's it's good. Didn't it's okay. deserve Yeah, it didn't deserve best picture, but it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to I be. I mean, is it hundred percent historically accurate? No, but I think it does a great job at least setting up and, it does a great job of exposing it's a, the, it does a great job of exposing the, the selfishness year. of women. <laughs> oh, why? Don't get me started on this. No, start. You started it. She got a whole fucking door. She can't fucking share it. Oh, that whole debate. Well, uh, that's a decision on her. If you were laying in the ocean and I was on the door, I would definitely try to share with you. Um, but you know, that's that's up to her. That was up to Rose. But he was also a gentleman, and he didn't want to take up the space. So he stayed in the water and cool. froze to death. So he has, uh, after Titanic, he has two documentaries, which I don't think any of you guys have seen. I've never seen it. So I'll go straight to his last film that he directed 11 years ago, Avatar. And that is not a good movie. Seen it. it was okay. To be, okay. I, I went to the Disney park first. And then I like, when we went on our last trip in December, I hadn't gone to Avatar because they hadn't built it yet the last time I went to Disney. And so it was, it was very cool park. And very cool with the two rides, and I love Flight of Passage. Um, and so watching the movie after when it was on Disney Plus, I got to see it definitely kind of long. Um, and I understand the message that he's trying to get across with like the environment and climate change and um, humans coming in and destroying and and things like that. I don't think it needs like sixty sequels. We're getting five to each their own. <laughs> Um, I think Avatar 2 comes out in 2021. Sure it is. Um, Well, according to the release list, it does. So we'll see. And Leo, have you seen it? And Rai, have you seen it? Oh, yes. (laughs) 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 
So I'm, I'm guessing you don't like it. No, I do not. <laughs> it's just way too long, right? Yeah, it is, and you feel every minute of it. The ride is glorious, though. Like, if when you guys right. get to Disney, I think you guys will appreciate the ride a lot. So with that being said, Jenny, goodbye. Farewell, everyone. Until next week. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So let's get into what we're here today. Movie twist. Rye, how hard is this for you? Um, it worse was pretty hard because I just couldn't think of much. And then once they started coming to me, start then it got a little easier. And same with best. I got done with best a lot quicker than I got done with worst. I will say that. Uh yeah. Same here. I I think that I had a little bit of a. I think for me it was just leaving stuff out i i there was some stuff that i i was sad leaving out when i was doing my best worst i mean i think you guys will be surprised with my number one worst because i'll preface it by saying my number one worst is in a movie twist is in a movie i like the movie is not awful but the twist is the worst twist i've personally ever seen and leo what about you was it hard for you uh, yeah, to be honest, like, I, it was uh, it was a little tough because like I I genuinely I love movie twists, right? Like I sometimes I go into it like wanting to pick out the twist before it even happens. Um, so like uh, it, it was it was it was fun doing the best twist, but then the the, the sucky part is having to think of the bad twist. Um, I do have a couple of ones that I know that I found very irritating that I don't think made your guys list. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys already know about that, but I think the just in general, it was a lot of fun revisiting some of these movies. Awesome. So this time around, we're going to do worse first, and then we'll save the best for last year. So we're going to do, if you have honorable mentions, and we'll go 10 through 2. So I'll kick it off this time, and I, my only honorable mention for worse is What Lies Beneath. Now, number 10, Secret Window. Do you have you guys ever seen Secret Window? Yep, I have it. All right. So the 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 twist, pretty much the plot is Mort Rainey, Johnny Depp is an author suffering from writer's block while coming to terms with his wife's affair. The twist, he has uh what the guy's was it John Turturro, right? Yeah, John uh, Turturro so. plays yeah. he's harassed by John Shooter throughout the entire movie claiming Mort plagiarized him. The twist that is that Johnny Depp's character, Mort, is actually Shooter, and he suffers from a dis- dissociative identity disorder. Mort is responsible for the strange occurrences, and when his wife and her lover arrive with divorce paper, he kills them. I hated it. Hated it, hated it, hated it. I, I just felt that it's there was a thing with the mid two thousands that they had these split personality disorder type of twists, like the movie identity. I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie identity with John Cusack love identity. Yeah. Hide and seek with Robert De Niro and those type of movies have that type of twist. And I hated that. That was like a a trope that they went through. Number nine is probably a movie that you guys have never seen. Um, remember me. It's uh, on my list. Oh, good job. <laughs> oh, wow. So I will say the twist, and you can say why you hate it when you get to it. So pretty much it's a movie with R-Pats before R-Pats got good. It's, I think it's its last one before he went indie. So the twi- the movie itself is whatever. It's it's a borderline 
mediocre movie. But after he wins his girlfriend back following a heated argument, Tyler, that's the character's name, he goes to his father's workplace seemingly on the verge of reconnecting with him. Meanwhile, his little sister school teacher writes a date on the board. September 11th, his father works at the World Trade Center. So Tyler Robert Pattinson's character dies in the World Trade Center. That is the twist. It is. I mean, for if I was actually a real big fan of the movie, it would probably be higher because it's such. They never. I don't think they hinted that at all, right? Right, right? No. So for them to get there to the end of the movie and he's in World Trade Center right before the planes hit, it, it, it's such a slap of the face of the movie. My number eight, another R-Pats movie, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> Listen, I hate all these movies, but I can honestly say I was actually kind of into the last one. I went on a binge and I'm like, all right, if I'm going to really, really want to talk shit about these movies, I really just have to see all of them. So I sat down and I watched all of them. They all are garbage. And then I get to the last one. And it's not that bad. So this is kind of like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. It's the last one. You're going to get this giant battle. We get this giant battle. Yep. For at the end of the battle, it's all a vision Am I getting it correctly, Leo? It's a vision yeah. or a dream. A dream and vision yeah. of the potential future if they don't negotiate here. What the fuck was that? I yep. I, I, I turned it off right there. I actually don't know how the movie ends. I just Wait, I was like you have it you have it at number eight on your list? Yeah. I have it on number seven on mine. Oh my god. <laughs> it was so it was so fucking pathetic. It is the stamp of shit stain of a terrible franchise that even on your climax, that's how you end your fucking climax film. It is awful. Number seven, the number 23. Um, I was actually very, ex- very excited for this one. Uh, especially because it had been a while since Jim Carrey made a movie at that time. So I was super excited for it. the trailers were pretty dope. Then we get to the twist. The twist is, I don't know if you guys know what the premise is. He finds a book titled The Number 23, Mm -hmm. and he becomes obsessed with the number. The twist is the 23rd and final chapter of the book pretty much tells us that Jim Carrey's character is the author of the book. He jumped off a building of a hotel attempting to kill himself but survived, and then he wrote the book as like a reminder of everything that he did that that's just it's it, it it was a shit movie anyway that just sealed it for me number six is signs what's oh, the oh you were you, you weren't a fan of the aliens weakness being water no i'm good man <laughs> i'm good bro i i'm good and it's a good movie that's actually i do like yeah. signs the movie i actually think it's a solid film it's just that that no man no you got to do better than that and I have, I actually have M Night three times on the on my top five. <laughs> so my number five is actually a movie from last year, Serenity. Mm. I have that too. So the movie sucks. The movie has solid performances, but the script is garbage. But then we get to the twist that happens in the middle of the movie. None of the characters in the movie are real, Leo. As a matter of fact. 
the island isn't real either. Why? Because they are all characters in a video game that were designed and programmed by a 13-year-old boy named Patrick, the son of a deceased Iraqi war hero and a battered woman who is in, abused by her new husband and he makes the game in kind of like a, a way to let loose. And that is the twist of the movie. The whole movie is actually a video game. Wow. It, it is, it's pretty terrible. Number four, The Happening. Hello, M. Night. The plants. <laughs> <laughs> the plants evolve to kill humans. That is, that, uh, it's just. I have that on my list. It's dude, so bad. Number three. Hello, M. Night. <laughs> the village. What's the twist? That Covington exists in modern times and it was founded by a group of people attempting to escape their suffering in the outside world. It is. I think that one angered me the most out of all the M. Night ones. I don't think it was. I actually think the happening is worse, but the village was an interesting concept of a movie. And then we got the fucking twist and it was, that's when, you know, M. Night was like, I have to make a twist in every single movie, whether it makes sense or not. (laughs) And my number two, as I like to call it, Abraham Lincoln, Planet of the Apes 2001. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. You're going to see when we get to our best, another Planet of the Apes movie is on there where it does make sense because they are actually on the, the twist is that they're on the same planet that they left this he's on another planet then he flies back to washington and earth and everyone's apes it just doesn't make any sense it makes zero zero fucking sense it is awful it is tim burton's worst movie it is worse than alice in wonderland it is just garbage absolute garbage leo take it away oh man yeah that's it's on my list too (laughs) i feel i feel your pain on that Uh, so um, no honorable mentions on my side uh, my number 10 is uh, Savages. Uh, so maybe it's because I'm watching Gossip Girl and Blake Lively is like irritating right now. Um, but in, in the, the twist on this one is like you meet like um, you meet Blake Lively and you meet her two like little pseudo boyfriends and they get caught up in this whole drug thing. Um, so and like at the Gossip very Girl. End of the, yeah. At the, very, at the very end of the movie, they get so caught up in this like drug cartel war that you pretty much see all three of them die in a bloody gunshot thing. Um, and the twist is that it was all a dream, and she had imagined the whole thing, and instead they all live happily ever after, including the evil drug cartel people. That's brutal. It was that is brutal. Uh, my number nine, I still know what you did last summer. Mm. So <laughs> I want to know this because I haven't seen that movie in a very I think since I was a kid so I don't I know there was a twist and I don't remember what it was. Yeah, so it's funny cuz like I don't remember like all the intricate details of the movie either. I just remember it really pissed me off when the killer is revealed to be the son of the first movie's killer. Oh, so and they like, pretty much did what Scream 2 did, just reverse it. Oh yeah, and then like I remember like the one of the in one scene like so one of the characters is like get it? His name is Ben's son because he's Ben's son. I'm like, oh god. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was terrible. Um, my number eight, Hancock. Now, although I genuinely did enjoy this movie with Will Smith and um and Jason Bateman, um, like for the most part, I thought it was really cool. It reminded me a lot of that TV show, The Boys, on Amazon Prime, where you see like the destruction yeah. that superheroes can have. Like, right, right, right. Like, it can be pretty. No, I pretty totally cool. agree. Yeah. Um, but then the twist. 
is yeah, that no, the twist is on my list. Yep, a lot and, higher. <laughs> yeah, then you have that Will Smith is not the only person with superpowers. That the other person with superpowers is Charlize Theron, who's the wife of Jason Bateman, and they're like the only two immortals left, and they're supposed to be married. It just got really convoluted, and they kind of like just destroyed a really cool movie. And that movie um, was supposed to be a huge summer hit, and it bombed. Yeah, man, that twist really sucked. Um, it just made the movie into something completely different, where it's like, uh, uh, my number seven, and I have it written down, Twilight Breaking Dawn, Endgame Fight is a Dream. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, so exactly, exactly what David mentioned earlier. So what happened with me was very similar to you. I was channel surfing, and for my whole life, Twilight was one of those, like, nah, man, that's trash, it's trash, it's trash. So I'm channel surfing one day, and I'm watching TV, and I, something catches my eye. And it's this awesome fight scene between wolves and vampires. Everyone's jumping around with superpowers. People are getting their heads chopped off. I'm like, this is right? freaking awesome. It's pretty, it's pretty dope. Absolutely. I'm like, what am I watching right now? And I check out, like, the guide, and it says Twilight Breaking Dawn. And I'm like, oh, man, if this is going to end like this, like, this fight is enough to make me, like, want to watch how they get here. Yeah. And like, you see a lot of, like, famous actors, familiar faces. I'm like, yo, this is pretty dope. And then you see that this was all a vision <laughs> from one of the vampires showing the main, I guess, evil vampire. Yeah. Hey, if you go into a fight with us, this is what's going to happen. I'm it's like, like Doctor Strange having a vision with Tony, and that's the end of Endgame. Yeah, man. They yeah. were like, "Come on!" And I was like, "Nah, man." Like, I, I, this look—it looked enough to, like, just like you see, enough to intrigue me to want to see this whole series play out. And then it just like, never mind. Yeah, no. like I almost felt like I didn't waste my time. And then no. when that happened, I'm like, I fucking really did waste my time. Yeah, because that fight was—I mean, honestly, was amazing on screen. Yep, I agree. Um, by number six, Matrix Revolutions. Wait, what's the, the twist? I put so it's the, the twist I have on this is when the architect reveals that Neo's not the first Neo. Oh yeah, dude, that's a good take. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's, that, that's not good at all. That's a good take. No man, and like, and like it just gets compounded at that whole scene. The whole scene is supposed to be this mind, mind blowing, like whoa revelation. But it's just, it's just like it's it's given out in such a dry form with way too many words that are needed and it's like wait this i don't know it's, it's, for me like i still remember the, the the pit in my stomach just kind of like getting super disappointed at it um and like the whole franchise to that point was really entertaining like i mean to be fair like it ruled it ruled our our, our era yeah because I, like, I love the matrix i think the matrix reloaded is a, it's okay the third one is not good at all but the fight scene see it goes back to what you were saying leo yeah, that that twist sucks, but at least we got like an end game type battle that was actually warranted. Like the Smith, yeah. like Neo versus all the Smiths are pretty fucking awesome. Absolutely, yeah, you're right. Like visually, like at the, end the, at the end of the day, the movie was fine, but I feel like the plot took a big hit a when the architect hit. makes that re- makes that revelation. I think when you um, meet the architect, it starts falling off the off the yeah, hinges. I agree. I totally agree. Um, so my number five is. The Abraham Lincoln statue on Planet of the Apes. It's so low. It's so low. 
<laughs> well, that's the thing too. But the rest of my list is more personal taste, and I think that's where our lists are going to very much uh, splinter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Planet of the Apes twist is like undeniably bad because it's like what what Tim Burton tried to do was like we all know the twist in the original Planet of the Apes. Yep, it's iconic, right? It's 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 you. Everyone knows it. And then you try to reinvent the wheel by like doing another twist that's the same exact result, but it just doesn't land at all. You know all. a good comparison that I'm gonna make. You haven't seen it yet, and I hope you get to it like soon. Um, Bates Motel. Okay. We all know what's gonna happen at the end of that show, right? With yeah. the shower scene. It still happens, but there's a twist to it, and it works so well. So, so well that you're like, okay, this is how you're able to kind of work things a little differently, but still give everyone what they want. Tim nah, Burton like was you, just like, like, you honor it, you honor it, and you still build on it. Yep. Because they, me being a Hitchcock guy, the way you guys know I love Hitchcock, I was very hesitant to start Bates Motel anyway. And it's one of the, one of my all time favorite shows now because of the direction it went, the character development. I, and the fact that they were able to turn that particular scene and honor Hitchcock, but try to and, and make it their own thing. This ain't it. Ain't it at all. Nope, not at all. Uh, but my number, I told my, my number four, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Wait, what's yes. the twist there? Aliens. Oh, I guess. Sure. No, I man. Agree with Leo. I am, dude. Mostly because I have it on my list, too. So I agree <laughs> no, with Leo. No, no, but yeah, but, like, but right. Tell me, no. Like, Indiana Jones movies were one of the ones that we grew up watching when we were little on TV and, like, watching yeah. the VHSs. So to finally go to see one in the movie theaters was, like, a pretty big deal. It like, was. Okay. And, like, look, as much as I didn't like the Shia LaBeouf thing as his son thing, like, it's still an Indiana Jones movie. I'm still geeking out. And then you go to the temple and it's aliens. Like, uh, that, I don't know, bro, it took me out completely. I was pissed when I left the movie theater. The, um, yeah, the, the only other movies that pissed me off more were the ones above this on the list, um, which is, uh, so number three is a movie that you like a lot, and I'm pretty sure Ryan likes a lot, too. Um, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, oh, we're still with that. Oh, I hate you, Leo. No, man, I, I'm I telling you, like, yeah, the the whole Miranda Tate being behind everything and being Rachel Ghoul's daughter, like it in my in my eyes to this day, it completely just castrated everything Bane did because instead of a mastermind, he's just a lackey. Um, Following suit I, from Joel Schumacher, <laughs> right? Exactly. And I just I just I don't know. I, I to me it just really it took me out of it again. Like I there were things about the movie I didn't agree with, but that twist right there just it took everything that we saw from the beginning of the movie. It's like, damn, man, Bane was such a finally, like, a really good character. He was as intelligent as Bruce Wayne, as physically, more physically imposing than Bruce Wayne. And now it's like, oh, wait, no, he's not. He's just following orders. All right, never mind. Um, And number two, Iron Man 3. (laughs) The Mandarin. Uh, Dave, you know exactly how I feel about this. Oh, I know. (laughs) Like, it's. You take the most, and here's the thing, for any comic book fan out there, especially if you're a kid of the 90s like we were, like, Mandarin was Iron Man's number one villain. Yep. Like, that's his Joker. Like, it's, it's his number one. And just to see, like, the, 
the build-up, right? You start, even if, like, in, in Iron Man 1, when they allude to the organization known as the Ten Rings, like, you see some kind of, like, building up to, like, Mandarin, Mandarin, Mandarin. And Ben Kingsley's character was pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, if they I had agree. kept up that storyline, right? Like, that was an awesome, terroristic, realistic, modern take on what it could be. And then you just make him, like, a drunk, washed-up actor getting paid by another guy. Yeah, I just broke my heart. And I, even though I know you liked the movie a lot more than I did, I have Iron Man 3 as the bottom of the MCU um, because of that twist specifically. Oh, it's just not I, It's not as bad as Iron Man 2. It's just, oh, my God, I have so many problems with that. But uh, yeah, great, great list, Leo. Rye, what's your 10 through 2? Um, I have a quick honorable mention, Funny Games. I'm not sure if any of you guys have ever seen it. Um, is um, it the foreign film? Well, it's they did a oh the remake. remake okay yeah the remake here when the twist is that they all of a sudden can rewind time using an actual remote yeah fuck you <laughs> <laughs> all right cool. number ten like I said I agreed with Leo because I had it on my list the Crystal Skull freaking aliens really aliens and Indiana Jones don't mess. let me ask you guys something. Up to that point, were you enjoying the movie? You know what? And I was just about to say, I rewatched the movie this week uh, for the list just to make sure that it belonged on the list. And I was enjoying the movie a lot more than I remembered. Yeah. And then they mentioned the aliens, yeah. and it took me out. And then I'm like, okay, I, st- I honestly stopped caring. Mm-hmm. Definitely, totally, a thousand percent agree with Ryan. Yes. Number nine, we talked about it earlier, Remember Me. I just feel like it was unnecessary. Big time. Like, like why? It, like, felt, like, taking... it felt like you're taking a, a very serious event just for the sake of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, number eight, the number 23. Same reasons oh, as you did. My man. <laughs> It's a good <laughs> it's a it's a good trailer too, man. I was so hyped yeah. for that movie. Um and number seven, Secret Window. Yes, right, me and you today. <laughs> I know. You... Um number six, Serenity. Same reasons? You don't like the video game? Yep. You st- and then... Yeah, I was not like and I was actually kind of enjoying it up until then. Like I'm like, all right, let's see where it goes. Like, does he kill him? Does he not? And then once he spoilers, once that one guy showed up and let everything spoiled, I'm like, really? It's a fucking video game. Like that. That's what this all is. Like it took away like the main thing about the movie. Yep. Um, number five, Men in Black International. Ooh. Where Liam Neeson was a bad guy all along. That sucked, man. Cause you and you Ooh. and the worst thing about it is, right? I bet you saw it coming too. Yeah, yeah, it sucked. Number four, Orphan, where she's just an uh, old lady the entire time, yeah. older woman the entire oh, I time. I heard, of, I heard about this twist. Yes. Yeah. Number three, Signs. Same reason. War- so if the aliens came on a rainy day, they would have been fucked. At least we know. <laughs> At least we know. <laughs> Number two, I watched it for the first time this week. Terminal with Margot Robbie and uh, Mike Michael Myers. Terminal. Yeah. What is it's that? It's not that great. It's not that great of a movie. She plays like an assassin trying to win over the favor, but then the what. 
but then I have to give the twist away. The twist is uh, the person she's trying to win over is actually her father, who's being portrayed by Mike Myers the entire time, who's being portrayed as like just some gimp the entire time. You have to watch it. It's on, I think. Uh, I have to remember what it's on. Is well, it on the way HBO? you set that? Well, the way you set that up, Brian, I don't think I'm going to watch it and just take your yeah, word. Yeah, I was for... say, I was like, uh, <laughs> never mind. No. It's funny for a second. I thought you meant like the Tom Hanks the Terminal. I'm like, I don't remember a twist in the Terminal. Oh, did I? No, like, it was Margot Robbie, and that's what one thing that attracted to me. All right, so that's my number two. My number one is. Iron Man 3. The Mandarin? So, like, I, I preface it by saying I enjoy Iron Man 3 a good amount. I think it's solid stuff. I think for me, the reasons, it's more on the reasons that were given for them not doing the Mandarin the right way that pissed me off even more. Uh, so, I have a few notes here on it. It wasted a Ben Kingsley performance, which is really solid up to the, to the <coughs> twist. And you mentioned it before. Um, the Mandarin was altered. According to an article I read, Marvel and uh, I think John Favreau, not John Favreau, Shane Black decided to do the twist because the Mandarin was altered so that the filmmakers could simultaneously sidestep and address the character's troubling racial aspects. So that's why they did it. <laughs> Be sensitive. And I get it, right? I get it. But you, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it, it rubs me the wrong way that Marvel is seems they're, they're they always do what they want for the most part, and then when you're actually taking on a big bad, they're like, nah, we're gonna just pull the strings back. Then this is the same group. This is the same franchise that did Iron Man one, and they did not care about any racial depictions in that one with the ten rings or anything like that. So yeah. it, it just, I don't know. It really rubs me the wrong way. Not, I mean, it's lower tier Marvel, a movie I still enjoy, but it's still lower tier Marvel because of that. So yeah. it's it's one of the worst experiences I've ever had in a theater when that reveal was made. It pissed me off to no ends. And Leo, what's your number one? So uh, one more thing on the Mandarin twist on part on on your side. Uh, the only reason Mandarin was like um, the Mandarin twist isn't my number one is because Marvel then at least went to try to fix it. When they um when they released that one shot clip at the end of um I think it would have been at the end of Dar um, the Dark World, where um where you see that now um, Ben Kingsley's in prison and he gets a um an organization breaks into the prison to interview him and they're saying and they tell him that Mandarin's not too happy with being portrayed like that on TV, so like they do try to make amends by saying like okay there is a real Mandarin out there, um but just for everything that you and I mentioned earlier, it was a really crappy twist. But my, my number one is actually a movie that you put on your list, too. Um, the Happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so fucking stupid. But, like, so in general, what, what, what the thing about this movie that really just irritated me entirely, it's like, first, I've been watching a movie where Mark Wahlberg plays a science teacher the whole time. And, like, I'm supposed to buy that. And then... You have to show me that, like, all of a sudden people start killing each other and that it's Mother Nature that's turned against us. But there's no actual visible portrayal of that. It's just wind. When wind gets stronger, we're getting attacked. Um, and that final third act, when they're, like, in the little cabins and, like, you see the wind closing in a little bit, by like, closing and closing and closing it, and then it just gets resolved. 
Like, it's like, the twist is bad in a bad movie. Like, if a twist is bad in a good movie, you can kind of survive of it, but this is a bad movie and a bad twist. Preach. And Rye, what is your worst? My worst is Hancock. I was enjoying the shit out of it in the entire time, honestly. I know it's probably, like, not that well-reviewed and all that, but I really was enjoying it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. And then, all of a sudden, like Leo said, the twist happened. I'm like, really? And then, all the men they're together, like, it's worse or whatever. I'm like, this this is getting more and more terrible. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to our favorite movie twist. This one was really hard because there were so many good ones on here that I had to leave a few off. Um, I'll kick it off again. Honorable mentions, I have Parasite. It's still fresh, but it's still great. Us, I love the twist there. And Sleepaway Camp. Have you guys, I Parasite and Us, you probably know the twist. Do you know the twist of Sleepaway Camp? Yeah, I know the twist on that. I, yeah. I remember is, seeing it, yeah. Go ahead, Rai. Isn't he isn't she a he? Yeah, so pretty much at the beginning of the movie, uh a brother and sister are, are on a boat, I believe, with their with their father, and one of them drowns, and they make you believe the entire movie that the one that drowned was the brother. I think that's correct, and at the end of the movie you find out that uh the the daughter did die, and then he was the brother was dressed as a girl because the mother preferred the girl. And then, yeah, it's, it's a dope twist. I knew it was coming though on my end because I saw the movie late. But in theaters, if you were in the eighties watching that, it's a really great horror twist. All right, my number ten is the Prestige. I hope you guys have seen this. Nice. Uh, I have it higher. I have it higher. Okay, great. So the twist is. Borden, who is Christian Bale, is actually two people, and that's the way he's able to pull off the tr- the trick because he is twins, um, and that's how they're able to pull off the whole all the tricks throughout the movie. And that Hugh Jackman becomes obsessed with him, and then he ended up copying tricks his trick with a machine where he creates clones and kills the clones after every uh, after every show. So, yeah, I love that twist. It's the first Nolan twist, I believe, thinking of all his filmography. That's really, really, really great. I love it. And I love that movie. I think it's his most underrated. I don't know if you guys agree. Or, Leo, you've seen it. So uh, Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, number nine, American Psycho. Sticking with the Christian Bale theme. I love the twist in American Psycho. And the final scene of the movie, after all the murders have been committed, Bateman is revealed that Bateman has not killed anybody and that everyone that he kills is still alive and he imagined the whole thing, which confirms that he is a sociopath. Number eight, and I think you probably guys will think it's too low, I have Fight Club in number eight. Nice. So the twist nice. the twist is the narrator is suffering from dissociative identity disorder. He and Tyler Durden are the same person. That's such a good twist. Number seven, I have this number. This is probably... David Fincher's most underrated film. And I think it's one of those films that if you give it a chance and you find it, it's just, it keeps you enthralled throughout the entire movie, the game. So I'm, it sucks that I'm breaking, I'm spoiling the twist for you guys. If you've never seen it, but pretty much Michael Douglas plays a guy who's traumatized from witnessing his father's suicide. 
and for his 48th birthday, his brother surprises him with a quote-unquote game where certain things happen. I'm going to try to keep this spoiler-free. What ends up happening is that at the end of the movie, everything, every, everyone thinks that the game is for real. And Sean Penn, who plays Michael Douglas's brother, is killed. And he, Michael Douglas is destroyed from him being killed that he jumps off a building similar to his father. When he jumps off the building, he lands on this, like, you know, those big bubble things. So to find out that it was part of the game all along to try wow. to let him finally come to realization and be okay with his father's suicide. It's pretty, pretty deep and really, really good. I loved it. Number six is the usual suspects. Ooh, really? Low, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I have it higher. I have it much higher. Yeah, so I'll let you talk more, more about it since you have it higher, but pretty much everyone knows that Kai, who really is Kaiser Soze. Number five, I have Saw. It's actually my favorite, my second favorite horror twist of all time. Why? Because I remember in 2004 being in that theater watching Saw, and I couldn't figure out who Jigsaw was. And then you find out that the guy that was dead the entire movie is Jigsaw, and he was alive the whole time. Anyone that tells me, that DMs me, that texts me, that oh, I saw that coming, you are full of shit. I don't believe one <laughs> word you're saying because no one saw that shit coming. Uh, that ultimately led to part two and three having their own little twist, but nothing touches one for me. Uh, number yeah, exactly. four, Planet of the Apes. A good Planet of the Apes movie with a good twist. So pretty much the film's final scene shows that the astronauts landed on Earth the entire time that and the planets were taken over by the apes with the statue with the famous Statue of Liberty shot. Number three. Now, this is a film that is considered one of the greatest movies of all time. And I believe if I'm if I'm wrong, guys, let me know. DM me if I'm wrong. I think it's the first real movie twist. Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah. That's an iconic yeah. one. Yeah. So this is what's the twist. The entire movie is pretty much set on Kane's last words of Rosebud. And everyone's trying to find out who is Rosebud. Who is Rosebud? I mean, the twist at the movie, at the end of the movie, is that Rosebud is not a person. It's his sled as a child, which I think coincides with the last time Charles Foster Kane was actually happy because he deals, even though he has all the money in the world in Citizen Kane, he's the, he never really seems happy. And I think that him saying Rosebud at the end, uh, as his last word, just shows that that was the last time I think he was ever really happy. And I think that's a. Incredible twist for the time and an incredible twist now if it was to happen today. Um, and then my number two is The Empire Strikes Back. It's um, Lucas. I could have sworn that was going to be your number one. No, no, no. Number one is uh, number one is very near and dear to my heart for many reasons. Uh, yeah, so yeah, number two is Empire Strikes Back. Luke is revealed to, as Darth Vader's son. We've talked about it in detail in our Empire Strikes Back episode. You could check that on the archives. Uh, yeah, so it changed the franchise direction completely as to where they're going to. And then it's still considered one of the most iconic moments in the entire franchise. So it shows how impactful that twist was. So yeah, that's my 10 through two Leo, take it away. Yeah, no, great. I love that. Uh, my honorable mentions are Coco. 
I love when, Coco. Uh, I love Coco. Yeah, love when Coco. Uh, the, the twist when like you find out that Hector is Miguel's great great grandfather and Coco's father. Yes. Uh, I think it was a cute twist. Uh, um, Parasite gets an honorable mention for the housekeeper twist. Yes, so good. Uh, identity I put on here I, that gets that gets an honorable mention for that the little boy is the murderer and they're all personalities. Um, and you're right. It was like that. It was that time of like of of a film where it's like everybody tried to put that twist into their movies for some reason. Yeah, I think Fight Club was the one that first started it. And yeah, they did it think, great and everyone else wanted to copy them. Exactly. Uh I have Spider-Man Homecoming with an in, in, like Fuck, uh, an honorable mention. Solid choice. I forgot nice. to add Dude. Yeah. Honestly, I completely overlooked it until uh, Stacy last night. She's like, "Oh, did you put the whole Adrian Toomes as Liz's dad?" And I'm like, "Holy cow, that yeah, was Yeah, awesome man. Story. I I feel stupid for not including. It. It's so such a deep cut. I love that. Absolutely. And I think I think for the most part like the tw- these twists are ones that you didn't see coming. So it's like, "Oh, oh yeah. Man, I remember that was good. I remember when I saw there was a giant gasp in the theater when yes. when Keaton opened the door. Absolutely. And uh, and also I have us when um the Adelaide is the tether and that red is the original. Yes, love that. But uh but my number 10 of my favorite plot twists, Maze Runner 1. Wait, what? Are you guys familiar with it? I I know it's uh-huh. a it's a YA uh, adaptation, right? Yeah. So, like in in this film, pretty much what happens is like a a group of boys wake up in this like uh, field, right? And it's very like Lost Boys esque. Like they're all surviving off of like farming and stuff, and like there's like a a, a, a like a giant thing that opens inside this like enclosure that they have to go out adventuring in. I'm not gonna give away too much, but um, because it's just like, it's a really it, at the end of the movie, what you find out is that like a uh, an elaborate experiment that's supposed to like result in like the survival of the human race. Um, anyone that read the books, I guess, would also possibly like say that it's like a pretty crazy twist. Um, but like, yeah, it's part of like a whole bigger world, and there's two other movies after it. But Maze Runner one, I remember, I remember at that that twist, I did not see coming whatsoever, and it was like, oh wow. Uh, my number nine, I have Get Out. The twist that everybody is a homicidal racist. Yes. <laughs> um, again, like I just didn't. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And then, like, and then the whole film itself had a really awesome, like, um, social commentary, like this reception. Yeah, I think everything in the movie just worked really well. But it's again for someone that watches movies and tries to like pride themselves in picking out these twists, did not see that coming. Um, my number eight, I have seven. Um, oh, that. Yeah, I I mean I I saw that on so many lists, but I never really considered it a twist. That well, let me make sure we're on the same boat. Is it the? Yeah. Um, so I, I I'm with you. I'm with you on this too because I even I had some like reservations about whether it wasn't a true twist, right? Um, but I guess in a sense I did treat it as because there was still that shock. The shock when like when you hear, when you hear Kevin Spacey's um like voice going over and he's telling him become wrath. And, like, I guess I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. I expected Spacey's character to be the one in charge of all the murders. Um, and I didn't really expect him to become, like, a sacrificial lamb at the very end so that he could fulfill his prophecy. Um, but that's, that's what I have as a twist, that Mills kills John Doe and becomes Wrath. Awesome. Uh, uh, my number seven is another Nolan movie. I'm surprised you didn't have it on yours. I have a Memento on mine. Uh, I was, yeah, I... I... I like it, but I actually, 
it's blasphemous to say I'm not as huge on Memento as everyone. Um, uh, I still think it's a, it's a great movie, but it's not up in my top tier. Uh, it's not my, in my top four, Christopher Nolan. Got it. Even just, just as far as filmmaking alone, like Memento was so different. Like the way it's told in fragments of like flashbacks and flash forwards and like it all comes together. Uh, but like if anyone remembers the, the movie, pretty much um, uh, like Leonard Shelby is the main character. He suffers from a, a disorder where he doesn't he's not able to create new memories. Um, and he keeps telling this uh, this story about another man that had a similar issue named Sammy Jenkins. Um, and then when you find out more about like what happened, how he lost his memory, that it has to do with like the murder of his wife and the twist that Leonard Shelby is Sammy Jenkins. Um, my number six is and I, I, the way I have it written here, Dave, is exactly how you kind of said it. My number six, clones and twins. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> The prestige, bro. I did not see that coming. Um, I had a, I, I had an expectation when I started seeing some breadcrumbs when his wife, when um, Christian Bale's wife, keeps telling him, you're not you today, or you don't mean it today, about what, when, he, when he kept telling her, I love you. Um, so you kind of get a sense of, like, something is up. But uh, the, the whole clones part threw me off, too. I didn't expect him to go. And like, the movie itself is just shows you how much sacrifice these two men went into to try to become master magician yep uh but yeah the prestige i thought blew me away i have my number five as empire strikes back wow um, oh yeah well yeah you i remember you're not as big on star wars as we are so that well, and also there it's like i i don't really think i got to experience it as a surprise had i see had that had that twist gotten me like how i got everybody in the 80s i think there's undeniably that that should have been number one but by the time it got to me, it was like more of like, uh, okay, well, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, and like, oh, okay, this is how it happens. But, uh, but I mean, the fact that like it shocked so many people when it first came out, it's like one of those spoilers that you shouldn't ruin it for anybody. Yeah. Um, but I, ha- I have to include it. Uh, my number four, I have is Fight Club. Uh, the whole Tyler Durden not existing. <laughs> um, my number three, I have Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part Two. Wait, what? Where at? Well, yeah. So like, the the twist here is actually part of the whole saga. Oh, duh. Yeah, I know exactly where you're going. Go ahead. Oh yeah. So like the state twist, the state twist. Like, and it's funny because I think that's what started you and I and Ryan and everyone talking about movie twists was yep. when we started talking about how like the like the people that read the books don't see it coming, um, and then yeah, Snape being revealed to be like a good guy the whole time was one of those like punch you in the gut what the hell just happened everything i believe in is no longer true um but that was my number three yeah i actually feel very dumb right now for not including it in my list i I was thinking the whole that i was thinking something else actually i thought you were gonna say that harry is a horcrux because you find that out that's a twist that you find out in that movie too but no that snape twist is fantastic i I feel bad for not including it in my list and it's funny because like every single one of the individual movies has a twist, right? Like you, uh, in part one, it's that that Professor Quirrell has a Voldemort in the back of his head. Yep. In part two, it's um, uh, Chamber Secret. It's like the whole um, Voldemort being Tom Riddle. Like in part, like every single one well, yeah, has something three, that. Yeah, part three. Azkaban. Azkaban is that um, Sirius Black is a good guy. 
Exactly. Yeah. So they, and like the, I think in Goblet of Fire, it's like the whole Professor Moody being a bad guy. Yep. It's, it's, yeah, there's, there's so many twists of everything. But I think like if, if anything, all, all Potterheads can agree when that Snape twist hit, yep. it was like, oh, damn. It, it tears uh, me my, up. I mean, I, I can say I'd probably move stuff down now and add that into my top five because that that makes me tear up every time I watch it. Because there's hints of like him being in love with her, but they never really, until that moment, they're like, he gave everything for her. He gave everything, dude. And like the wordings, like the script, like it was just, it was perfect. It was yep. masterful work at like fooling everybody. Agreed. Uh, my number two is actually Usual Suspects. Okay. Verbal, verbal being Kaiser, Kaiser Soze. The whole freaking movie, you have like everybody getting interrogated as far as who is this mastermind, Kaiser Soze. Um, and like, and it's funny because Kevin Spacey makes the list again, and despite the real world stuff, like he, he did amazing work in this film, he plays this really like simple, like mentally incapable character that everyone just disregards, and you just never really expect anything from him until that final shot of him walking outside. Yep, as and soon you as just it, see, his foot oh, changes. Yeah, dude, it was it was like it was it got me. Like again, I just didn't see. Ironically, the director and Kevin Spacey are like persona non grata now because Brian Singer directed that movie. Oh my lord! Yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. You can't really say too much about them as individuals, but that I remember. I just remember the scene of the yeah. feet and how like the step just subtly changes, and it's like, wow, we've all been duped. I agree. All right, that was your number two, right? That's my number two. All right, yeah. go ahead, Ray. My number, uh, my honorable mention is Coco. My number 10 is The Sixth Sense, where Bruce Willis was dead the entire time. Fuck The Sixth Sense. <laughs> Damn. No, I, 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 can, I, I gotta get on that again. I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years. I just, I just I didn't... I saw it for the first time recently, and I enjoyed it. I guess I didn't really love it the first time, and I was like, ah, oh, I never went back to it. So I have this un, unreasonable hate for it, but I'll give it another shot. <laughs> number 9, Shutter Island. Where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is act- goes and he thinks he's investigating someone, but it's actually him the entire time. Yeah, I like that twist as well. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of the movie in the whole, but the twist was pretty cool. I love the twist, yeah. Number eight, we talked about it already quickly, Parasite. Number seven, seven. <laughs> Number <laughs> six, you Harry Potter. That, didn't you no, I swear I didn't. I just made me laugh. <laughs> Number six, Harry Potter, Snape being a good guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. moving my list right now, and I'll tell you exactly where I place it. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I had to do some stuff too because of uh, number five, Scream, where it was a friend and the other guy at the end the entire time did not see the, them being the killers at all. Number four, Homecoming. Uh yeah, this I did not see that coming. Loved it. Number three, Gone Girl. That was just oh, that's a good one. Every yeah, such a mind fuck. And you talked about earlier number two, Saw. Nothing has such it sense, and that's one of my favorite horror movie twists oh, of all time. Amen, yep. amen, Ryan. Amen. So I I have done a little movement here, and I have moved. Harry Potter and the Deathly Alice Part 2 to number four. So everything else takes one move down. (laughs) 
And then I also moved the Prestige up a spot from American Psycho. So American Psycho leaves the list, and Harry Potter and the Deathly House Part 2 jumps all the way up to number four. Yep, number four. And I, and I feel awful that, it, that I had to go through the episode until right now to remember this. <laughs> I had to do that with Homecoming, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so number one. Rye, since you did your 10 through 2, go for it. What's your number one? Empire. Of oh, course. I am your father. Just epic. And like Leo said, like it just threw everyone off. No one saw it coming. It was a well-kept secret. Um, I forget. I read something on it just recently. I think only Lucas uh, Hamill and uh, the man who was actually in the Vader suit knew the real lines. No, I like... think right. I think you had it right the first time. It's just Lucas and um, and Hamill and Hamill knew. And Hamill knew for like the longest time. Like, oh, like, that's crazy. Just... That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you had to keep things secret like that. That's how you, you were able to get a good movie twist by actually keeping it a secret. Yeah, you know, it was easier back then. <laughs> oh yeah, without the internet and social media. All right, Leo, what's your number one? So. Very just like I remember Leo, you broke up there. What was your you broke up there? What was your number one? I have Saw. Saw. Yes. Saw Jigsaws in the room. Nice. That's to this day I I swear to God, I I cannot I cannot re remake the feeling that I got. That whole like what just happened. Yep. That the key was on the guy from the beginning of the movie. Um that Jigsaw's been in the room the whole time. And it's funny because like, I go into I've watched every single Saw movie since then, trying to recapture that high, and it it never it never comes right. It's never it's not the same. There's little minor, it's minor ones, but it's not the same as part one. No, um, I agree. I, I'm not a huge um, I'm not a huge horror fan. Um, I'm I love psychological thrillers, and like it's this movie did a really good combination of both at that point because I'm like. This just it blew my mind, but yeah, Saw one, absolutely. Yeah, I walked out of there and I'm like, this is like one of the best horror movies I've seen in years. <laughs> Ironically, it's actually one of those horror movies. I mean, it's in my top ten favorite horror movies of all time, and it's actually rotten on RT, and it shocks me that it's rotten on RT. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. I, I have no idea how that movie's rotten on RT. Fun fact: uh, Do you know who that person is in the room? That is Lee Winnell, director of The Invisible Man. Oh, wow. Yep. And he also wrote the script to Saw. So he has been part of the family for a long time. All righty. So my number one is Psycho. I'm surprised it wasn't on anyone else's list. So, yes, Psycho is the best twist in a horror movie for the way... Hitchcock laid everything out. So for the, for the people that don't know, I've been living under a rock the last sixty years. Uh, the twist, <laughs> the twist of Psycho is, or with Nor- bad memory, <laughs> Norman Bates is not just mother, but Norman Bates has been killing people as mother, and mother has been dead because Norman Bates killed her. So I think what works so well with this is that Hitchcock. The first time that I watched Psycho, I didn't know the twist, so that's why it got me. So what works so well with Psycho is that you have that scene after, 
Marion Crane dies. That's like a 15, 16 minute scene of Norman coming down from the from the house and cleaning up her mess. And that just shows that, yeah, he's going to protect his mother the entire time, but he's not his mother. And then when that twist happens in the end, when he walks in at the end of the movie with the with the uh, Norma Bates's outfit, it's fantastic. And it also has one of my favorite movie endings of all time, where Norman is in the, I guess, in the holding cell, and he's completely gone, and Norma's completely taken over, and she's talking. She has the voiceover as him, and they have that scene where uh, while she wouldn't even harm a fly, and you have that smile. Uh, which blends into the skull to the bones of Norma Bates. Fantastic. One of Hitchcock's best movies. My number two favorite Hitchcock movie of all time, and that twist is Me Numero Uno. Dope. Dope, man. That, that's right. a good one. That's all a right, classic. Guys. Great list all across the board. Thanks for smartening me up on Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. <laughs> Thanks for smiling me up on Homecoming. I I I felt like a complete idiot for like a few seconds until I touched up this list. But great list. Uh, we are only two weeks away from covering Back to the Future, and I'm so excited to jump into that. Next week we'll be back with who knows what, but we'll definitely be bringing back a new list and some fun games. Until then, so you have the not movies. Driving. Almost. <laughs> Thank you.